Welcome to episode 179 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello! How's Hello. it going, Melissa? How's your weekend I'm been? fine. It's been a nice weekend. That's good. Go around, looked at Halloween decorations, baked a cake. Ooh. Was there some good spooky ones? Did you, did you see those, the ones with, like, the big 100-foot-tall skeleton thing? I guess it's not 100 feet tall, but still, the, like, big... Like, 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw some of those. I 18, did see... 100. <laughs> Age ain't Show nothing but a me. number, you know what I mean? <laughs> Show me a 100-foot skeleton, please. Right? That's what I, I want to see. it. Just like Tallest it just sit, skeleton. It's sitting there in the cul-de-sac, just like hands on two houses. <laughs> I've never seen Attack on Titan, but I think that's it. <laughs> just a big Basically. skeleton laying across a cul-de-sac. Basically, yeah, that's I did it. see a giant inflatable Beetlejuice sandworm today, which oh. felt serendipitous. That is serendipitous, because that is what we're talking about this week. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yes. Um, and, and Dune's coming out soon, so it's just Sandworm Week. I've been, yeah, I've been listening to the audio book of that. So, yeah, I am surrounded by sandworms. <laughs> Next, we have to do Tremors, which I think might also be about sandworms. Not sure. Yes, it is. <laughs> there are sandworms in that one. And that's still a good movie, too. It's one of those like old action flicks that's like, it's still good. Go watch huh. it. It's still good. So Action. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's not <laughs> like I, I, I wouldn't describe it as like suspense or, or, or like <laughs> rom-com. <laughs> Or anything. When you say like, action, I don't know who's action. in that. I think it might be Kevin Bacon. But when you say action, I picture Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon like kicking a worm and it's whatever counts for its face. <laughs> I, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's just Kevin Bacon kicking worms, large worms, and he keeps yeah. kicking them. Sometimes God he punches, but you're after footballs. He got he got so good with his feet. That's what he relies on. He's like, I know how to jump and I know how to kick. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff, indeed. Uh, but yes, Beetlejuice is what we are here to talk about this week. Beetle uh, guy. The, yeah, the classic Tim Burton film, Beetlejuice. Uh, this is a good one. I, I, I haven't seen this in a long time. It, it had been years and years and years. Um, but wow. it's, it's yeah, it's just it's one that sticks with you. Really, no matter like how long ago you've seen it, it's just like, ah, I remember all of this. It's so good. It's fun. It's it just it's it's a fun film. It like it, it's good Halloween spooky vibes, but it's not yeah. scary per se, unless you're maybe a little younger. But it, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, good, good film. I'm glad yeah. we got to cover this one this year. He yeah, we talked about uh, an obscure movie. We talked about a brand new TV show. I did, and I pitched you some horror comedy movies this week, and I thought I'd throw yeah. this in. Like, maybe let's do like a a classic. 
a well-known plays on free form every weekend around this time of year classic because i feel like i've seen this movie a lot i think i can because it's on tv frequently like i've caught most of it a lot of times yeah i feel like it's definitely a good tv movie I, however, couldn't find this on a streaming platform. I had to surprising. rent it. Yeah, which is really surprising because if I'm not mistaken, it was distri- distributed by WB. So it, I don't understand. It like, should why be is this on not, HBO Max. It should be, especially yeah. now. Like, why is it not it on is. there? I don't know who has it. Nobody. None has it. Yeah, I have this movie on Blu-ray. And but my player like would not accept it. It's like, I can't read the disc like this is a a crisp disc. Like, I think I bought it and I watched it once or twice. So I know it works, but there's no scratches. There's nothing wrong. Interesting. So I had to so I had to like go to my parents house and watch it there because I refused to pay four dollars to rent a movie I already own. How old is your DVD player? I think that's the problem. I think it is it like about eight years locked. old. And it well, might, and it was it like. A, I don't know, because like it's it's had trouble sometimes buying movies that I know I bought also several years ago. Like this movie is not that much fresher than the player. I think it's just because it's yeah. old and it was like an open box floor model when I bought it. It just needs mm. an upgrade. I'm going to get a new player this week. Yeah. It, yeah Can't tell they, me they, when I can't watch Beetlejuice. <laughs> that'll show them uh yeah d- but yeah it might be rage and locked but who knows who cares you figured it out you watched it uh i did we are here to talk about it for those of you who uh i i guess have been living under a rock or has <laughs> had your head in a in the hand or have been eaten by right. a sandworm or if you've or been dead yeah, if you've been dead, uh, let's do a plot synopsis of Beetlejuice. Okay, what's, what's, I've what's never had to explain Beetlejuice to another human being or anything that's not a human being, like a dog has never asked me. Uh, Beetlejuice <laughs> is about uh, a nice couple called the Maitlands. They live in this beautiful old house in like tiny New England town. And one day they die. Uh, and they realize, oh, my God, we're dead. What do we do? How do we be ghosts? And they've got this handbook for the recently deceased that just showed up. And they're trying to read it. It's very confusing. They can't figure it out. And then a new family moves into their house. They're still haunting their old house. Their ghosts still walk around there. And this new couple moves in. And they're this new. they come down from New York City or come up from New York City. New England's like above New York City. I've seen a map before. Um, so like they go up there, they, the husband just wants to chill out and relax. And the wife is like, I must do art. So she guts the entire house, does this weird, like postmodern redecoration job on it. And the ghosts are like, we hate this. (laughs) How do we get them out? And they try and scare this new family out of their house, but it doesn't work. Um, they, they, the, the family does have a goth teenage daughter who they befriend. Uh, but they're like, we, we, we still kind of want the parents gone so let's contact a bio exorcist this is beetlejuice you say his name three times he shows up he just sort of pervs around 
and then he's like, I will, if you are a ghost. Description just pervs around. Yeah. And he's like, if you're a ghost who does not like living human people around you, I will get rid of them. It'll be messy, but I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then shenanigans ensue after that. Mm. Um, Big worms ensue. Big worms ensue. Uh, Hopefully Sue can get that checked out soon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah. yeah, So this is. I mean, I mean, there's not much more to say about this. This is fun. I enjoyed it. It's a Tim Burton classic. Um, the the like spooky bits in this uh, are are like I mentioned, maybe more spooky for a younger kid. Uh, yeah. But I, I feel like they're still palatable uh, for for most younger kids, um, especially because. Tim Burton brings this like almost stop motion animated style. It yeah, looks like they I'm used sure like paper mache and, and yes, yeah, st- stuff like that. Um, and it just has this like really interesting look to it because of that. Um, yeah, this movie is styled to hack and back. It's such a visual impact. It's one of the finest movie posters that has ever been illustrated. Like, I think yeah. even before I saw this movie when I was a little kid, I was taken by seeing this VHS box at Blockbuster. Yeah, this is one of the ones that I remember. Like, it's 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 that and like Silence of the Lambs. Right. I remember that stark, like white face with the butterfly on on the mouth there. Yeah. This is one of the ones that I just have like fond memories of. Even though, like, I haven't watched it as many times as a lot of people, it's just like, ah, yeah, I like this one. It's good. Yeah, I like, you know, just all the cultural things you absorb through it. Like, people walking around in striped suits and green wigs at Halloween, uh, Catherine O'Hara yelling, sand, worms. (laughs) Sand, 18, (laughs) 100, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 one of those ones that I think is just a cultural touchstone. Like you you have to watch this. If you haven't go watch it. We'll be here. No. Uh-huh. You can come back and hear us talk about it some more. But yeah. Uh let me ask you this before we get on to housekeeping and uh then get into spoilers after that. Were you were you were you a big fan of the cartoon, the Beetlejuice cartoon, because I like I do. That I vaguely remember. Yes, I, I do I remember really watching it. that. Uh, my Blu-ray does have three bonus episodes of that cartoon included, awesome. which I've not rewatched yet. Yeah, it's like Lydia and she's wearing this cool like red spider web outfit and Beetlejuice is just like her pal. <laughs> and yeah. they just go through like underworld adventures. I don't know if any of the adults are in it. Don't remember. It's just, yeah, it's just like what if uh, Beetlejuice continues to perv around with uh, this really young girl on underworld adventures, right? Except and let's it's make a it cartoon tame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like they've got the same relationship that like Mandy has to the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> they just so they're sort of stuck hanging around with each other. Yeah, 
good good callback to the grim adventures of billy and mandy there <laughs> the stuff. other best young goth girl with like weird otherworldly guy cartoon yeah. for children indeed uh well yeah that's kind of about it uh you guys, i'm sure you guys all know and love beetlejuice as well so there's not much else to say on it uh from just like a top level spoiler free thing so why don't we get into our housekeeping uh then we'll get into spoilers after that so we'll be right back we put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make, and yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier and above. So thank you to Sam. We appreciate Thanks, you a Sam. lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, cool things that we have been doing here at the Whatnots. Um, we just did our reactions to the new Peacemaker trailer, the new trailer for the Batman, as well as the teasers for the Flash and Black Adam. All of that stuff is up on the Reactor Core feed on our YouTube, all, all sorts of stuff. So go check it out. Yeah, um, we literally just recorded that. So we we centered all Michael Keaton based recordings into tonight. It, indeed. Good, good, good planning. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so go, go, go check that stuff out. I think we now have enough trailers uh, that we like, tr like movie trailer reactions that I can now make a like movie trailer roundup podcast. Uh, so all of those will then be on the podcast feed that way. So be on the lookout for that stuff. Um, and DC fandom was this Saturday. It was not just movies and TV shows. It was also video games. Uh, there was a new trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, uh, as well as Gotham Knights. Um, so two two new DC Comics video games. And we talked all about that, all about those on Crossplay this week, our video game podcast. So go check all that stuff out. But yeah, I think with that, we should get into spoilers spoilers can you believe there's just worms worms everywhere no um so i here's End the, the here's movie the one is worms worm eats you maybe that's how dune ends maybe that's how tremors in i don't know 
who knows uh so here's the one thing that i i i feel like we need to start this discussion off with okay the choice of music in this movie <laughs> is wild uh, the the dude that d- 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 dies he has the weirdest taste in music the uh, like main main guy main yeah guy. um you guys know i'm terrible with names let me yeah look it's it up uh it's barbara and adam adam Maitland. okay adam Maitland. He just watched yeah. his last night like baldwin yeah yeah he yeah he's uh just this flannel shirt wearing new englander who like owns a hardware store and like hangs out in his attic building a tiny model of the city and he loves calypso music like all he listens to is harry belafonte and all the music choices in the movie are that it makes sense but it is baffling why that's the music this guy's really into like it it absolutely was a choice (laughs) yeah like it 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 but on like on on one side it brings this like fun upbeat like hey this is gonna be fun let's have a great time and then on the other hand it's just who listens to that while they're like building a mod like doing your hobby like who just puts on calypso (laughs) i guess it is like good high energy working music like when you hear deo parentheses the banana boat song it does make you want to get up and do something it is music of productivity i think yeah or yeah just just yeah just get up and do something right but it's just like you don't hear anyone that has like a ah i I just made this sweet calypso playlist on spotify (laughs) last week and you should like (laughs) should go check it out here's my sound cloud um, or at least if he was really into this, he would also be like uh, a cruise man, like the guy who's like, I, I take a cruise once a year. L- like I live a cruise life. I own like promotional cruise products. Yeah. Like or, all of my like, shirts say like Royal Caribbean on them. Right. Or, or yeah, like they're g- getting ready to go on some kind of island vacation or not necessarily island but just like a tropical vacation right because i think the first song that he's playing is more hispanic uh and then the the banana boat song i i feel like is maybe more african influences and stuff like that so it's just it's there's more than one region there but it's just it's such a choice and i wonder whose idea it was to just like this is this is the kind of music that this guy listens to when he's doing this stuff or or that we're just gonna have in this movie because it just doesn't fit but it's such a good choice though Mm. It's wild. I, I, I just, I, yeah, I just, I don't I, understand. I think it is that. <laughs> one of the things that really makes this movie stand out because no other movie has that Absolutely. soundtrack. If he was listening to like actual music of that era, of that region, it would just sort of blend in. Like you remember this movie because of the Deo scene. You remember it because of the Shake Sonora scene. Absolutely. Among other things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good on them, though, for like making that choice. I don't under, uh, understand it, but good for them. That that was a great choice. 
I do. I do kind of like how the Maitlands are pretty square. Like they're not, they're not cool people. Like this guy loves building a tiny model of the town, and his wife is wearing this like shapeless floral dress and a, a smock, and she just cleans all day, even though she's like twenty five years old. It yeah. could be doing other things. It's it's some interesting choices for sure. Um, cause she's like, I, uh, who's that? The actress that plays her Gina Davis, Gina Davis. Yeah. Like she uh, is very young in that movie, obviously, but like she, she is also very attractive too. And so it's again, like you said, just like shit, like she could be doing other things. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> she could do so much b- b- better than the, the hardware store owner. <laughs> No, like, they're both very handsome. They're both good-looking. Like, they're both, like, strong, attractive leads. And they're just wearing these very dowdy clothes, living this, like, very dull, small-town life, (laughs) which is a life that they love. Like, it's not like either of them are stuck there. It's not like Adam's like, oh, my father left me the hardware store. I can't get out of here. It's not like Barbara's like, oh, I I wish I didn't have to clean this house the whole time. It seems like she likes the house to be clean. She likes to yeah. do that. She They've... gets upset when like they become ghosts and then the house is like stuck in this permanent dust because she waves the duster around and it doesn't really touch anything. Yeah. They love They've... their lives and they're they're sad to get rid of it and die. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, so they are on their way back from the hardware store. Is 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 that right? They're on their way back from something, yeah. and they're about to go across this bridge. Uh, and then that's when this just like random old dog uh, walks out in the street, and they want to avoid hitting the puppy. So they swerve out of the way. They crash. Their car is teetering on the edge of this bridge which is somehow only held up by the weight of the dog on one of these planks uh yeah. on on this thing and he's it's just an like, incredibly dense like, dog yeah walks out yeah <laughs> and i watched this Crypto, movie like i said with my puppy. parents and my dad's like he points at that car that they're driving which is such a dad thing to do to point at a car in a movie and tell you about that model of car and he's like, like that's, that's an a 82 volvo, volvo. Right. And he's like, at that no time, just that, guessed. <laughs> right. He's like, at that time, the, the, the car they're driving, and I don't know if it's that specific model or just the Volvo in general, he's like, that was regarded as one of the safest cars on the road. So maybe yeah. that's like an extra form of irony here that they bought the safest car possible, but they die in a way where it wouldn't really matter what car they were in. They, they just the fall main- into a river and drown. The Maitlands really are just the safest people. Like, right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, there's there's nothing offensive about them. They 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 don't like like you said. Like they're 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 like she's not like showing off her cleavage or stuff like that. It's just <laughs> it's it's very it's standard. It's very wholesome. It's very her dress just, doesn't like, even like said, have a waistline. Square. Exactly. Yeah. Right. The, they're, they're they're just they're they're so safe. 
And so, yeah, for, for them to have this, this like, Volvo, which I I guess was, like, the safest car back mm. then, is the safest choice uh, <laughs> for, for them. But, um, yeah, I, at the end of this, I can, uh, I think, safely say that I can mark off vehicle and peril on my bingo card. Yes, yeah. you can! You finally can! <laughs> vehicle and peril. I wasn't peril. even thinking I'm about that. Yeah. About that one. Um, yeah, this was, uh, the, the just, just a, a, what a fun way to go out though, right? With the dog on this, like, teetering seesaw fun. of this What a plank. fun way to die. What a fun way to die. Um, <laughs> not for them, but I guess for us in the audience. Yeah, it is sort sure. of like a, a slapsticky way to go out. Absolutely. Uh, and the dog hops off this plank and the car goes teetering in the lake and they I, I guess are so safe that they die <laughs> out of out of the movie that dog never comes back yeah I was thinking I, about that like one of the the opening shot of this movie is this helicopter shot like looking down at this small New England town and as it gets closer and closer it transitions from being real footage I think to being the model that Adam is building in, in his attic and we do you know zoom in on this, this little church or we zoom in on the house itself we zoom in on a building and this giant spider crawls out of it and you're like ah yeah. giant spider and then he you know, pulls out and he picks up the spider and we're like oh it was just a model i see what you're doing he takes the spider and he like like oh there you are big guy and it is a big spider it is the biggest like n- like there's a tarantula and then there's like a household spider and this is like way more on the tarantula side than any household spider I've seen. No idea what kind of spider that is. Seems dangerous. But like he, he puts it in his hand and he like takes it out the window. Like, there you go, buddy. And like, I feel like in another movie, in a more modern movie, that would be like a form of setup for something. The spider would symbolize something. It would come back. There would be follow through on the spider or like on that dog. That, that kills them but no those are yeah those those mortal this, like, animals are left behind not part of the narrative it would be like this this symbol for like impending doom of like hey your death is coming or something yeah. right um or bad things are about to happen um but yeah it just it it is your stereotypical like oh scary spider gross you know um but then they they kind of move on from 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 that. Next, though, we need to talk about how they are trying to navigate the afterlife. Because uh, I I feel like this is one of the areas of the film that I like. I wish this movie was longer, right? Like I I I yeah. I, I feel like this is just kind of a victim of circumstance of like back then they weren't really making movies longer than 90 minutes uh yeah, especially with, 90 minutes for like a few comedy. exceptions yeah yeah and like there's just so much about this world that i want to know more about yeah right because they they like how like who delivered that book the the handbook it, it, it to just the appears. recently deceased yeah like how how does that happen right and then they 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 get to the like afterlife waiting room thing and 
like there's this whole bureaucracy and papers need to be signed and these women that look like aliens in the, the, the like I, I guess they're supposed to be no, dead I, but like yeah they're dead which is interesting because when they go to the afterlife look like uh, aliens, there's people though. there i think it's like they're they've become like blue and green in death i think it's supposed to be more of like a, a day glow zombie effect than being an alien but yeah it is, I didn't, this is the first time I've noticed this after seeing this movie like a dozen times. When they, they go to the afterlife, everybody carries the appearance of how they were when they died. You know, everybody right. still carries like that injury or whatever it is. You know, there's like a guy who's squashed. There's a guy who's burnt. There's the woman who's cut in half. And then the Maitlands always look like the Maitlands. They drown to death, but they don't look all drowned. Probably because that's gross, yeah. and you don't want to do that to the, the lovely Alec the Baldwin stars, and yeah. Davis, <laughs> the aforementioned hot leads. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I wish there was like a line thrown to like explain that. Like, does that only happen to you after a while? Do you stay fresh? You know, yeah. when, when you're newly dead, and then do you sort of take on the visage of your death itself and live like that until eternity? Why are they different? Besides the fact like, that they're the leads. I'm satisfied with what we got in the sense that, like, I I liked what they showed me and I want more. That means yeah. it was successful. But that's the thing. Yes. Like, I, I don't necessarily want them to answer every little detail about how all of it works. Right. But yeah, I do want more time spent in that. Just 10 more minutes, right? Yeah. It just... just little head nods to this thing little head nods to that thing just show me more like you can bring up more mysteries i don't care just show me more um mm -hmm. and yeah i i think this is one of the sections that is is just like this is the part where you could insert more like right here right there right i want an entire like series set here like loki said in the tva <laughs> excuse me almost ch ch choked and died myself <laughs> it's a coughingly um, good idea right yeah um like or like at, at least like how, who's that football team how did they all did who misses die? them right yeah um just like i i yeah and and then the whole thing of like the the one guy who hanged himself that is on the like conveyor belt that will like go through stuff just like how does all of this work? I'm fascinated. Yeah, and how they're like so structured and so regimented, but you go to the afterlife and you go to that office and there's like a pile of papers that's labeled like paper pile. We just put them there in pile yeah that that the the way those women looked which you said like the day glow zombie effect thing there they mm. they reminded me a lot of uh the fifth yeah sure element that like sci-fi look like i keep going back to a more sci-fi themed of like they're aliens i i know they're not but it's still like, I, I feel like you could have done zombie, like a zombie look differently instead of this like blue green look. 
No, um, I, not I that I'm love it though because it is. I love that look. It's, it's so weird. It's so striking, and yeah, it opens a lot of questions. And it's like, well, how do we know that woman wasn't painted blue when she died? Is is are these the like cheerleaders to the football team that just like no. all got a job there? Or something. I don't no, know. The football team's brand new. They just died. They just got there. They don't understand that they're dead yet. And Miss Argentina's been there forever with her, with her little pageant sack. Yeah. Um. Good stuff, though. That that whole that whole scene is very fun. One of the like memorable scenes in this movie that stuck with me. Uh, for years and years is when he sits in between the guy with the shrunken head yeah. and then the guy that like did it to, to, to him the like shaman uh guy that's right there for some reason when i was younger like that like just like that shrunken yeah. head would just like stuck with me it was just so striking yes. of like i i didn't know that was possible what happened here um so yeah stuck was stuck with me stuck with young kyle there scared him half there's a lot of images that like images and feelings that really stick with you from when you're a kid like how much the maitlands like lose time really gets to you because i don't know about other people but like that's a theme in my dreams like i'm constantly having dreams where it's like time to go to work just gotta go into my closet put on my shoes and then i like can't find my shoes and then I look at the clock and it's been eight hours and now I'm late for work. I missed work entirely. I don't have my shoes on. Like that happens <laughs> to me in dreams all the time. And then when you're a kid, you just like don't understand how time works, right? And so to have this yeah. couple, like they come back into the house, you know, jump cut after their like car went in the river. They go back into the house and they're like, it's dark outside. How long did it take us to walk home? Do you remember walking home? And then, like, Adam goes outside and he goes, he steps off the porch and then he's, like, on Jupiter with the sandworms. And he gets back inside and Barbara's like, you were gone for three hours. And then they, like, go to the afterlife to meet with Juno and they come back and Juno's like, it's been two months. (laughs) Like, your house is completely different now. Wild, yeah. Um, So I I guess... Like, their lives... Their lives are so short, and then even once they're dead, they continue to lose time. Yeah, they it like just they slipping just out of their hands, it. and they've they have no idea why. Nobody understands it. Where does it go? Indeed, indeed. Um. So yeah, then this this new family moves in. The Deets, I I, I believe, is is their their name here. What did mm. you think of the Deets? Uh, well, <laughs> Delia Dietz is an icon, uh, always has been. I was her for Halloween several years ago. I've got a sticker that I bought at a Comic-Con that's like one of her sculptures, and it says, this is my art, and it is dangerous. Nice. <laughs> and I stuck it on my, like, the, my like, key card to work that's like attached to my keychain, so it's like always with me. <laughs> like, that's the image of myself I present to the world. This is my art and it is dangerous. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, they this is like I I I feel like the father is maybe the most like the the, the Maitlands. Like he's just so bland. Yeah. 
to yeah, me. Yeah, and that he moves he, in, and like his wife wants to change everything, and he's like, "I love this exactly how it is." And he stakes out one room that must have been like the study filled of old National Geographics and like sculptures of ducks, and he's like, he "Don't touch this. Watch. My retreat." Yeah, but then it like I I think that decision makes the women of that family stand out so much more not yeah. that they needed help with that but it just like that contrast uh just makes them stand out so much mm. more um you said the mom was an icon but winona Ryder yeah. as lydia i i i would uh, say is yes. the icon the like i know yes. icon <laughs> She she is uh she has a funky haircut. Um she has those like real straight like straight and high like and she like pinches them and pulls them into these little spikes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. And I, I think for the time, like like that's a haircut that I expect to see like today. Just like I, really? and, and not necessarily on goth people are like god yeah. style they but like that's just a more common hairstyle or something similar right yeah 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 like those little baby bangs those exist now those are happening i yeah i was looking at her style and thinking about oh she's such a goth of her time and like as time has gone on like the way goths look have changed i think about us that like when i was 13 i had a friends with a goth girl at school but she was like wearing what hot topic was selling at that time which was like the big pants covered in chains you know oh and yeah she had this like <laughs> really extreme makeup and like the thick like ball choker chains and things like that like around her neck and, and and lydia's just like i have a veil i wear a veil to dinner with my parents to eat chinese takeout and she's just got like very minimal oh, makeup and she's just like this very sort of soft monochromatic like no jewelry no adornment like she she feels like a goth of the time a goth of the time where i did not live uh i've just listened to music from around then i'm like yeah she looks like how the cure sounds i guess <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i like her character a lot though um because she has the kind of like sarcasm and just the general disposition of 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 just like i don't want to be here this sucks like but, i'm gonna go do something then, else but then finds her own fun though it yeah. like in her own way like she's not just complaining the whole time like she will com mm. com complain and let her let her, you know her opinion but then we'll go just go do her own thing yeah. instead of just sitting there and moping right um, yeah and once she finds the maitlands she's attached to them very quickly like those three form like their own little family union so promptly they're so close-knit so fast well she finds them because she thinks it's her parents having sex <laughs> right she, she hears the the maitlands they're like dressed up in sheets and they're moaning like let's do like classic ghost stuff and we'll scare these guys out of the house it just hears all this moaning right and she thinks it's them having sex and then she sees 
the Maitland's out in the hallway wearing the sheets and she thinks that's also part of a sex game. <laughs> like she, a yeah, she thinks it's a sex thing and then starts sheets. taking pictures of like of her parents in this thing of like, like what are you guys doing? Like, like, like to make fun of them, like to blackmail them later. It's so funny, though. <laughs> I, I, I almost wish I knew what was going on in her head when she sees the two of them in sheets. Like, that's a sex thing. I don't know what it is. Something. It must be. She's like, I heard oh, the yeah, noises. I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I know right. some kids who are into that. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing full body sheets and walking around the hallway. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, another so detail funny. of the family I like is that Delia is her stepmother. We don't know how long she's been the stepmother, how long this family unit as we see it has existed. We just know that her dad always refers to Delia as your mother. Yeah. <laughs> like She's always been there. You're wondering you, at what age did Lydia lose her mom? Does she remember her mom? How does she feel about that? And so it does add this uh, it does make it more believable how quickly she bonds to the Maitlands, in particular Barbara. Like she lost yeah. her biological mom at some point. She's Delia, but she's never gotten along with Delia. Like this is like the first mom figure maybe she's connected with in ages. And you know, it's mentioned that the Maitlands like have tried to have kids and it hasn't been working. Uh, so yeah, that's oh they they set up how quickly those three bond with each other fairly well, I think. I agree. I would have liked to have seen yeah. a little bit more of it, but like it, it works. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's kind of the, the theme with this whole thing of, yeah. of like, I want to see more of it, but what they showed me works and is yes. successful. Um, Cause yeah, like I, 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 I then would also like to to have gotten to see uh, Lydia interact with the Maitlands more and try to like plan out bigger spooks, right? That like didn't yeah. work out or or stuff like that. But they very qu quickly kind of form this bond, and Lydia mm. kind of acts as the intermediary or the medium uh to like be, be between the maitlands and then uh the her, her parents um there and it is the like late 80s early 90s so yeah you do get themes of like this is the stepmom like that is just something that was in every like 90s kids movie is like oh yeah the, ste the stepmom <laughs> there has yeah, to be a, a step, step parent that you thought would like supplant and replace your memories of your late parent yeah i, I yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that in this time that and then the like late 80s capitalistic like business woman slash family that wants to like get rich quick right like they like immediately once they realize that this house is actually haunted their first thought is how can we make money off of this like we, the, we can sell this and it's the dad the dad who it seems like uh was in real estate i think they allude to the fact that he's able to afford this place because so many people bought condos from him and he's yeah. like i'm going to relax i'm going to live like this sweet slow life where i just look at birds out the window He's looking out the window and he looks at a neighboring building and he's like, look at how big that parking lot is. And like the so quickly, the gears are like back to turning in his head. He looks out the city and he's like, 
I, I can profit from this. I can turn this into something else. He's like, I'm going to move ah. to some small town. And the second he gets to the small town, he's like, I know I can make this big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just like that whole theme of like immediately once the parents are made aware of something, how can we get rich off of this? Right. Like we saw in Gremlins, in especially in Gremlins 2 of just like, how, how can we get rich off of this whole 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 thing here um that's just like that's like a big theme of like the 80s and 90s in movies <laughs> yeah but you'll say but, that, yeah, so they, that they have that billy paxton's dad was a small time inventor <laughs> he was really struggling he needed a win i can sympathize with him like looking at this beautiful creature and he's like can we breed more of these for pets <laughs> Kids will. Lo- My son loves the pet. Other kids may love the pet, and then I can have money to ha- have my family live. Mogwai for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk yeah. about a- another supporting character to round out the cast before we get to the big man himself. I love Otho. Otho is such a Otho's star. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I-, 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 I think. Just by his name alone. Yes. What an odd name. Like I, I don't know. And like the oh, the c- closest thing I can think of is Oth- Othello from Shakespeare, Ooh. right? So I, yeah. It's like just, he's it's, it's so a name cool. That his name was Othello, and, and he's like, I'm not even taking Othello. I need a nickname uh, from that. Shakespeare, how dramatic! I'm gonna be Otho. <laughs> like he's got <laughs> just like. So much personality the second he's on screen. He's such a presence. And the way he keeps revealing things, like he's like Delia's, Delia's an artist. He's like her her art friend who's more on the interior design side of things. The second they get into the house, he's going through it with her. They're spray painting things like knock down this wall, paint this moth. We're going to change all this stuff. And he reveals like, uh, he mentions knowing like the chemical name for like a color. And he's like, oh, I used to, like I went to school for chemistry. I used to like test hair samples for forensics or something. And then once he learns he about the ghost, he does he's like, like a million things. Yeah, that's so interesting. And he's he carries himself with enough like intelligence and self-assuredness that you feel like this must be true. I don't feel like this guy is just spinning yarns to impress people. This does feel like a guy who has done a dozen odd jobs and like just moves on from one thing to the next thing because really he seems like sort of a a jack of all trades journeyman who's like maybe did a bunch of different things like pay the bills when he was younger and then he's like gotten more design expertise gotten this art circle around him and then he's able to move on to being this like paid artist and and then being the social butterfly and going to expensive parties. And he's like, I don't have to work in a lab anymore. To me, I read him more as this like high society mooch, if that makes sense. Not to say that he didn't go to school for chemistry or didn't have some kind of interest or hobby in these things. But I feel like he's someone who talks himself up to make him sound more important than he actually is or more adept at certain things than he actually is um because i i i just like being around art 
people there are certainly those ones who like want to insert themselves in that situation and just be like oh yes i i too know art and i i have a picasso hanging up in men i spoke with with this guy and he's super famous and i know who banksy is and you know all all of that (laughs) stuff like he he seems more like that but not so braggadocious that that's it's just like okay Otho, we get it you did everything mm-hmm. but just every once in a while he'll slip something in and it like it's it he he had like it it feels like he's found this balance where he can say that stuff and get away with it because no one will question him i <laughs> i might be overthinking this but like <laughs> No, That's these are two him. great views on Otho. I I have a book, uh, an interior design book that is called Pat, the Guide to Ultra Living. And I got <laughs> it in like 2002. I like grew up with this book almost like from my like adolescent years. It's been with me. And it is all this like wild alternative, like really eclectic, like really maximalist and like very throwback and vintage interior design. And it's got all these profiles on these people with these wild, intense houses that are like, yeah, I mirrored on the wall, all the walls. And I like installed a fountain in the middle of my dining room. And I took out the table because I never eat dinner. I just host cocktail parties. And every light bulb is pink. (laughs) It's entirely pink light. And the place is covered with fake flowers. This is a very influential book to me. But like all the profiles (laughs) they did, so many of the people were like, I got this piece when I was doing this job. When I was at this job, I learned how to do this technique. Like they, a lot of them seemed like they were these journey people who'd like gone, bounced around to a lot of different trades and picked up different skills and been in different communities. And they are this like patchwork and they present themselves one way with one aesthetic, but they'll reveal like, oh, I also worked in a chemistry lab once. And that's why I've got a lamp made out of beakers or something. So I yeah. guess he reminds me of those people. Interesting. Interesting. Good, uh, good, good, st- good story there to, to back that up. That's, that's neat. I like that. While I was watching this movie with my folks, uh, my dad always goes on IMDb and like smugly reads trivia facts to us. And he was reading that uh, when the actor who played Otho died, his name's Glenn Shaddix. He's been in like oh, is he- a couple of, uh, he's been in a couple other Tim Burton movies, but I forget which ones, <laughs> but they're from around this time. And I think, unfortunately, he died on the younger side. But dad was reading that uh, he, he liked to be in this movie. He was proud of being in this movie. And at his funeral, they played Deo uh, in memory of this historic scene that he was in, which yeah. is sweet. Yeah. Well, let's get on to the man of the hour, Beetlejuice himself. Uh, Michael Keaton playing yes. Beetlejuice. Man, I I forgot just how <laughs> how over the top pervy this the, the, this guy yes! is. Just uh, just a, a caricature of what you remember Beetlejuice to be. Um, right, right. Like I because I, I think the first we see him is in that commercial. Right. That like where he's that. Yeah. He's that like cowboy commercial <laughs> thing. Or I, th- I think we see I'll him eat on anything the you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. <laughs> 
And he's just over the top doing all sorts yes. of dances and movements on his back, shaking his legs up in yes. the air and, st- and stuff like that. It's, it's wild. And I, yeah, yeah, just immediately just chews up the scenery and grabs your attention, just steals the show com- completely. Like we've we've talked about how interesting these characters are from all the d- 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 different ext- extremes that yeah. they are, right? This guy puts them all to shame. He's just just completely bonkers. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is. You forget how little of the movie he's actually in, how long it takes for him to right? show up. Like, he doesn't put on the, uh, like, the classic black and white suit until, like, right there at the end. For, like, his final scene, that's when he has the suit on. Right. And, like, the first thing he does after the Maitlands decide, like, this is our last resort, let's summon him. He just like, grabs Barbara and kisses her. He's, he's very gross. It is surprising he, that, he is. like, he's, he's so accepted in our culture. <laughs> like, nobody's arguing against Beetlejuice just for how, like, Exactly. He's such a big, broad, over-the-top caricature. Like, people like to dress like him, but yeah, nobody wants to behave like a Beetlejuice. There's no way you could. (laughs) Absolutely unacceptable. But he is (laughs) he is so fun. He is a show stealer. I love how he like lives once he comes to the mortal realm. He and like the rules of like what is in what in what ways something manifests and what can troll a a supernatural entity has over its environment or like really amorphous we don't have any set rules but when he shows up he just like lives in adam's like miniature town which is so fun when you get those like shots of him where he's (laughs) filmed him on like what's supposed to be like the tiny little astroturf grass like blown up really big i just love the sense of scale in this movie and now they have to build a miniature town and then build a full-size set that looks like it's the miniature town at eye level of, like, the size you would be if you lived in the town. How much yeah. they're playing with that. But I love that he just, he feels horny, so he just, like, summons a, a Girls a Girls Girls Club. club. <laughs> right, and then Barbara's like, Adam, why did you build that? And he's like, I didn't! which which then i i I think secretly gives us another look inside the maitlands of of like we we perceive them as so square but then like her reaction is to like not even blame this disgusting thing that like just kissed her and is obviously like horny but (laughs) instead it is 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 like now husband why did you do this why did you do husband (laughs) right (laughs) like but just immediately blames her husband (laughs) i guess she just believes in his skill with miniatures that much that of course he built this very detailed tiny little live new girls club yeah right in in this small town that has none of that (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah that's (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) and there's been talks uh basically since like 1989 of doing a beetlejuice sequel and for a while it was going to be beetlejuice goes hawaiian i remember that yeah 
And like what I say to you is not only the pitch, I believe that was the title of the film. One ticket for Beetlejuice God. goes Hawaiian, please. Which like, I, I think that would be a fun stylistic mashup to take the way everything looks in this movie and then combine it with like, uh, like pseudo tiki culture. Like we go out there with the sandworms. Let's put this thing on an actual beach. Maybe Hawaii is a lot of different things. Who knows what aspects they may pick, but also like, why are we in Hawaii or New England? Is there any continuity? Do we carry over anyone except Beetlejuice? And I think now maybe there is a real Beetlejuice sequel in the works. That is not that don't know. Time will tell. But I was watching this and thinking, I think I'd almost rather have a Beetlejuice prequel. Because they go and talk to Juno. Yeah. Like, what if we called that Beetle guy? And she's like, you want nothing to do she with him. He has history. He was my apprentice once. And then he turned that wild. Like, who, like, was Beetlejuice a mortal man once? Or was, <laughs> when did he die? How did he die? Why did he take that job? Why did Juno think, yes, this is a suitable apprentice? And then how did he turn? Why did he end up where he is when we meet him in this movie? Melissa, on the captain's log not too long ago, one of our other podcasts, you were like, hey, what if we take movies, existing movies, and then we apply the script (laughs) of Star Wars Phantom Menace? And Melissa, what you're describing is basically Phantom Menace of like, why did you take this apprentice? What, like, how did he turn into this thing? It's it's Star Wars prequels, but it's Beetlejuice. You're exactly right. I decided that every (laughs) prequel should follow the same plot structure as Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Right. So who's like the Qui-Gon Jinn to Juno's Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, Did the Beetlejuice Anakin have like a Padme in his past? Right. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Give me that story. That would actually be good. This is is the perfect mapping onto it. I've proved my theorem, Kyle. (laughs) The Phantom (laughs) Theorem, it works. (laughs) Good stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay, back to back to Beetlejuice here. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I hope they get to do more Beetlejuice down the road somehow, some way. I think especially with Ghostbusters coming back, they've 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 already made one newer Ghostbusters. They tried to bring back men in black like all of these movie franchises are getting remakes or revivals or new sequels for the new generation and stuff like that and i think beetlejuice is ripe for that yeah we've been talking about how fascinating this like uh afterlife bureaucracy is and i mentioned loki i think the fascination that people have with the tva in loki is a nice model for like what this could be. <laughs> I'd love to see yeah. uh, something else in this world that's about like another caseworker and another like ghost case. And like maybe again, it's also like you may have heard of this guy, Beetlejuice. I don't advise that you call him. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I, I, cause uh, again, we've mentioned this is a. Cl- a- classic it's still a mm-hmm. good, great movie it's fun to watch you don't necessarily need to remake this but no. 
yeah, like th- this is it is ripe for a new generation, a new actor taking on this role uh, to see how they do do, do um, to 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 do that or just explore it in new ways. Right. Yeah. Make mm. it a TV show in, in st- instead. Make it a mini series. Um, well, it was a uh, Beetlejuice was adapted into a Broadway musical. There you go. We are. We already have that yeah. checkbox. Checked. Yeah. Just like just like three or four years ago. I think I uh, I saw like clips from it on like the Tonys or maybe on like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade where they give you like Broadway numbers at the beginning. It looked cool. Looked like it had a great actor as Beetlejuice. Can't remember his name. And like, I know there's an opening number that's like, this is a show about death. Like, it seems like the tone that they took, the sort of message that they took for this Broadway show is about like, don't fear death, enjoy your time when you're alive. And maybe after you're dead, then it's a party too. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows indeed? Yeah. Um... Good old Beetlejuice. He's a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. To be honest, like I, I don't know if I have much more to say about this film. Right? We, we. So once, once the. I mean, well, all right. I, I guess we do. I should t- t- take that back because we still have to talk about the Deo scene, all of that yeah, stuff. Like, I, oh, I what love Beetlejuice the, does is fun yes. stuff it's great to see it's great to watch this is where some more of the spooky stuff c- comes in with that big snake right shrimp but, hand yeah but like you said beetlejuice doesn't really appear in this until halfway no. in the movie we don't e- even get much of him from and that like, like halfway mark to like yeah, maybe and that's more not him like that's that's the maitlands they're like, this is a good idea. This will scare them. We'll him like take over their bodies, make them dance. But like, they're so good natured that instead, right. what they end up giving them is this like dinner party parlor trick. And at the end, like, like everybody, like nobody looks scared. They just look confused. And to see them all like, like wave hands around with each, like link, like hold hands and like wave their arms around and then like wiggle their butts in the air while they turn around, like, huh? what's happening (laughs) are you guys choosing to do this yeah like the fact that they're not scared they're just confused and then after everything's over even after like a shrimp hand grabs their face they're like that was amazing people will love this let's sell tickets and if i heard about like a deo dance that i could go to i would you know i give you like control over my body for the the length of the song deo (laughs) <laughs> but but like that that's the thing we like the Beetlejuice that we get really isn't there until the final third of yeah. the movie and it just it happens so fast at that point because again this is only 90 minutes ish it's not that long so that final third there's not much um like we 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 truly don't have much Beetlejuice Except yeah. for the cartoon. I, I like that he exists as a specter over the movie. Like, you've heard of him. Like, the, the Beetlejuice exists as, like, a rumor, as lore, as a legend, and as a warning, as a scary story. Like, as oh, you've heard of Beetlejuice. 
Right. He's a force of nature. Like, don't call him. Be warned of Beetlejuice. I like that this movie is titled after and famous for a character who so many characters are like, don't. Don't invoke him. He should not. He should not be here. Don't make him the lead of the film. Yeah. Um, God, it's, it's so good. This is such a fun film. So, Deo scene. You started to talk about it here. This is also just like the standout scene yes. of the film. It's it's so random, though. Like, I like mm-hmm. to, 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 to be honest, just like sitting there watching it after not having watched this for so long. This this scene kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, right, because there's no lead up to it. Like you don't you know that the Maitlands want to try a little harder to scare the family, but you don't see them hatching this plan. Exactly. You you don't know what they're planning, what they're thinking. Like, OK, maybe demon possession, like maybe we can make them do some stuff there. And and yeah, like I I, I think that scene would also have been really, really funny to see but i'm glad we didn't see that scene actually like i i think to see them planning it and being like okay yeah we can uh possess them and uh like okay what can we do after that and then that's when (laughs) adam is 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 like sitting there with his his stereo right he's like i got it like the song is playing like he know like we can make him dance to this song i love this song it's great like we'll we'll do all all this stuff and it's just like and then they execute execute that plan i don't think it would be as funny yeah, I, I still like there's still part of me that wants to see that, but it just like because we don't get that 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 like planning stage, the scene comes out of nowhere, uh, but is also that much more funny and that much more mm. memorable because yes. they 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 cut the they cut the, that that out. And the the football players show up for some reason. They're dancing in the they're back at, there. They're and at the end. They're at the the shake, shake, shake Sonora scene at the end, which is delightful. Yeah. I like that this movie ends with like the families learning to coexist uh, to, for the sake of Lydia and how her like like Charles and Delia just like continue to live in the house. Like there's still a presence in her life. But she's really being parented by the Maitlands. And when she yeah. gets an A on her math test, they will like also kind of make her float in the air and dance her around for fun. Yeah, that's good. It, it's good. It's 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 fun. But yeah, those those like dance numbers and stuff. It's just it's just so wild, but so memorable. Like that is the one scene that everyone remembers like that is and, and or you might remember more like me with the the shrunken head dude but like this is the first one that everyone mentions they'll just be like Dale, <laughs> the visuals of this movie are so striking this is one of those memorable houses in cinema history like the house is so odd looking at the beginning it's got that big sort of like tall front tower with like a tiny round little window in the middle it's that like new england quaker like salem witch trials like house that's been here for a long time that has some history like 
Yeah, but still, like, the proportions are kind of off, even for, like, what kind of odd historical house that is. And then Delia moves in and just, like, puts that weird, like, framework around the house where there's just, like, an extra, like, outstanding wall attached to nothing. And there's, like, like, pillars and blocks going across it. And then the entire inside is covered in this, like, weird sort of gray-green, like, grit all over the place. It looks like it's a nineties so countertop. The entire house is a countertop. Yeah, it just the 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 whole thing just looks. It just it just looks like a mess. Like it's so it it's 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 such an art style and like decoration style of that time though. Uh, mm-hmm. Of like when you think of uh like eighties and early nineties. Yeah. Uh, like it like high like high art uh stuff it it is that like i i uh, i don't want to say uh it, it it's almost vaporwave like i i wouldn't describe this house as vaporwave yeah. but it's but it's almost it like they're invoking yes. it yeah they're trying to get into that like the gaudiness of that art style yeah and like there's a scene where charles calls one of his business contacts back in new york city and that is the like most like black leather and and chrome and marble like 80s power office i love yeah. it yeah so so good so funny um just yes yeah, so, so much to to love about this this film. yeah he said i've seen it like most of the way through so many times i think i watched it all the way through like within the last handful of years like i said i own it but sitting down and watching it again beginning to end I I still found uh, like a lot of new things to pay attention to, like new aspects to think about. It is a, a yeah. rich movie. Indeed. Indeed. Good stuff. Uh, go check it out if you still haven't. It's a great fifth film. Good Halloween spooky time film. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff with that. Uh, Melissa, I say we check in on bingo. Yeah. See here, I'm pulling up my bingo card. We did mention vehicle in peril. I can finally yes. get that one. Good, I'm glad for you. Vehicle in peril. Hmm. Highlight. Uh, wait, wait, not that's the erase button. I don't need that. I want the highlight button. There we go. Vehicle in peril. Ooh. Save that. Um. I don't have anything else. I don't. There may have been an instance of you, somebody throwing an object and off screen, you hear a funny sound effect. But amidst I everything had a else, feeling that would be in this. I didn't catch one. Yeah, if, if it was there, it was like lost in a cacophony of, of other stimuli. Yeah, uh, I think right now the only one I can get is vehicle in peril. Um, closest thing i could get is magical book if if you, if you want to do the oh. like handbook for a thing i count magical that's book what i was thinking the, of the book itself is not magical but it is your key to understanding a magical world and it only appears to you once you have crossed that threshold it's a Magic mundane book. book in magical circumstances okay okay i believe you <laughs> it is one of the most like 
iconic books. Yeah, book covers. My this is a movie my nephew loved growing up. Um, we loved, we both loved it. We would watch it together. And he had like a T-shirt that's the book cover for the handbook for the recently deceased. And he took a vacation to Colorado once. And he's showing me these vacation pictures of like, they went up in the mountains and there's all these like tiny little towns nestled up in the mountains. And he shows me one picture and he's like, doesn't this remind you of? And then we both say at the same time, Beetlejuice. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Uh, Well, no bingos for me, but because Mm -hmm. of Magic Book and Vehicle in Peril, I now have uh like two more I, I have one row and one column that is each missing one one thing one score one square so now i have let's see one two three four i have four like lines i guess you could say both rows and uh-huh. columns that are just missing one so good uh, maybe one day I'll finally catch up because you have like five bingos and I still only I, have I, one. I, I, <laughs> I did get five. Oh, man. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's bingo. Mm-hmm. That's bingo for this week. Uh, Melissa, next up, do you want to do recommendations? For oh, yeah. Who enjoyed this, enjoyed oh. Beetlejuice. What else might they like? Oh my god! I it I wasn't even thinking about this. That's right. <laughs> what else is like Beetlejuice? Oh, you might like um the Peter Jackson who directed the Lord of the Rings. Uh, he did horror movies a lot before he got that. And one of his bigger movies okay. was a movie called The Frighteners. Uh, this was made in the late nineties and mid to late nineties, and it stars Michael J. Fox as a man who can talk to ghosts. And he goes and he has this like sham job as like an exorcist. But the sham is that, no, he can really talk to ghosts. He says like a couple ghost buddies and like send them to your house to like haunt it beforehand so that then you call him. And then he comes in and he like does a whole exorcism, which is just like his friends messing around and then he gets them to go away. Like like it's all worked out. Like it's all a, a deal on their end. And everybody's like, oh, thank you. You got those demons out of my house. Here's $300 or whatever. Uh, and then real scary ghosts, like the ghost of a murderer or something, uh, okay. arises into town and he has to figure out how to actually fight that guy off. It's really fun. Uh, check out the Frighteners. Um, the Frighteners. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. And I... I felt like I had something like while I was watching this movie, like, oh, if you like this, check this out. And now I can't think of what it was. Well, I, you never like, we, you never if you never to do this in life. Like I said, you never to tell anybody what Beetlejuice is and you never have to say, yeah, if you rec- if you liked that Beetlejuice movie, you'd also like this because then like everybody knows to just go watch the Adams family. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's stuff like the Adams family you can go watch. We already mentioned Gremlins. Like, I feel like yeah. that is the over-the-top cr- cr- craziness that Beetlejuice brings. Um, what else? What else is kind of in that, like, 80s vibe uh, that has, like, 
spooky stuff. Like I would even say like Stranger Things. To uh, be yeah. honest, just get more Winona Ryder in your life for sure. Yeah, maybe not as like bonkers and stuff like that, but it has that like 80s horror vibes. Uh, Stephen King, uh, New England vibes. I, I don't. I, yeah. I forget where uh, where they are in in Stranger Things, but yeah, just oh, well. uh, the, oh, they're in a uh, Indiana, Hawkins, Indiana. Indiana. Hawkins. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Yeah, to stay on Ryder, you could also watch Heather's, which is another movie that's very stylized, has these very dreamy portions to it, and is also like very production designed. Like everyone's wearing these very sort of over the top, distinct outfits, and they're in these very like stylized distinct houses it's another great movie to just look at 80s houses heather's is there you go uh so i mentioned gremlins uh i do want to point out that we covered gremlins one and two uh on december 11th of 2019 uh that was number 87 here on the review show uh so if you guys want to go check that out you can go do that there there you go. I I think that's a good handful of recommendations. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Melissa, it is my turn to pitch some things for this next week. Yeah. And when I pitched two weeks ago, I had let you I, I, I let you pick. I was like, I have two pitches ready, uh, like one that was uh like stuff on Netflix and streaming services. It was tv shows and then i had comic books and you were like let's do the tv shows first so this week i got some comics to bring to you bring them to me pitch number one pitch number one uh is a book called something is killing the children uh, I would like to read volumes one and two of this book. Um, it is written by James Tinian IV, um, who I believe is currently writing Batman at DC c- c- Comics and stuff like that. You can't um, write Batman anywhere else. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but let's see, uh, the, this is a new series uh, about staring in, into the abyss and finding uh, to, to find your worst fears staring back. Here's what Comixology describes this book as. When the children of Archer's Peak begin to go missing, everything seems hopeless. Most ch- children never return, but the ones that do have terrible stories. Impossible stories of terrifying creatures that live in the shadows. Their only hope mm. of finding and eliminating the th- threat is the arrival of a mysterious stranger, one who believes the ch- one who believes the ch- ch- children and claims to see what they see. Her name is Ericus is Erica Slaughter. She kills monsters. That is all she does. And she bears the cost because it must be done. So, yeah, I I have actually read the first three volumes of this. Um I think only the first two are on Comixology Unlimited. I could be wrong. 
Yeah, the on, only the first two volumes are on Comixology Unlimited. I really enjoy this book. This is phenomenal. Um, it is scary. It is action-packed. It's a bit of a thriller of just like, ah, like what's the Ooh. mystery that's going on here in this town? Um, but I think it also has such a striking name with something is killing the children. Yeah. So that's pitch number one. Pitch number two is uh, a comic series called The October Faction. Um, mm. This one I am not familiar with. This was published by IDW, um, and it, it the artwork on, on this is very scary. Um, this is about... Uh, it's an ongoing adventures of retired monster hunter Frederick... Alan and his family, which include a thrill killer, a witch, and a warlock. Because sometimes crazy is the glue that binds a family together. And yeah, I I wanted to pitch this on the artwork alone. Um, huh. The art in this is dark and scratchy and filled with shadows in, in this really scary way. Um, it's, yeah. it's it's distorted and creepy and dreamlike. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's it's really fascinating. Um, but there's only three volumes of this, so I say we just read all three volumes of that, and they mm -hmm. are on Comicsology Unlimited. You can ch check them out there. That's the October faction about this uh, retired monster hunter and his family of murderers and witches and warlocks and stuff like that and their adventures last but not least pitch number three uh also the first two volumes are available on comiXology unlimited uh this is called the red mother this one seems uh more about realism and the like the like scary details within reality if that makes sense uh -huh. says the last thing daisy sees before she blacks out is her boyfriend being dragged away into the darkness she wakes up in the hospital after the attack and learns that her eye was so badly damaged it had to be removed when she gets a new prosthetic eye, Daisy starts to see terrifying flashes of red filled with things and people that aren't there. Now Daisy must solve the mystery behind these visions as they begin to take control and drag her closer to something that she doesn't understand and may not be of this world. That's The Red Mother, written by Jeremy Hahn, and uh, art by Danny Luckert. Hmm. There you go. Pitch number one, Something is Killing the Children. Pitch number two, The October Faction. And pitch number three, The Red Mother. I googled all three of these. 
And just based on art alone, I I liked something is killing the children. It looked like very, it looked like the most colorful out of the three of them. Like the October faction seems like it is styled exactly the way it's supposed to be styled. It is cool, but I don't know if I want to read that for three straight volumes. It's dark and dreary. Yeah. 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 The Red Mother also seems cool, but. No, visually alone, something is killing the children seemed uh, the most dynamic to me. I am pulling up my comics here. Yeah, so I I have the the the, the books here. I, I own the first three Ooh. volumes. Um, yeah, the art in something is killing the children is fantastic. Um, I like it a lot. It is. Both like very stylized as well as uh, like pretty realistic like it, it 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 has a very unique style i know you guys won't be able to see this on <laughs> screen but uh i am sh- trying to show some of these pages uh and and stuff like that but 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 yeah it's it's a great book the art is fantastic the story is uh badass and intriguing it's a good mystery scary scary moments good stuff all around something is killing the children volumes one and two but we will do this next week then good stuff good stuff now is do do we have one more uh scary thing after that one more yeah one more final thing from melissa after that there you go good yeah well, this is um, a month with five Sundays. We record on Sundays, so we will be recording our final spooky episode on Halloween, uh, even though y'all won't get it until like uh, uh, Just November. Just shortly 3rd. after. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. And then after that, uh, did we've, we did this last year. We normally do an end of the month special uh, where we watch the same show or read the same ongoing comic book series all the way until the end. Normally we record those last Sunday of the month. But we skip that for Halloween because the end of the month is Halloween. You have to focus on Halloween. Only comes once a year. So yeah. first Sunday in uh, November, we were recording about season two of The Leftovers. Uh, and then we're on track to finish with season three on the final Sunday in November. So big Leftovers month for us next month. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, lots of good stuff to look forward to. We are closing in on the end of the year here um yeah good stuff i'm excited i'm excited melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities where me and my brother jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember oh good stuff uh and you guys were Put up a Halloween special too, right? Is that out yet? Oh, we we did a spooky episode like at the beginning of the month, sort of. Okay. We watched the old PBS kids show Ghost Rider about a ghostly ball of light that like uh, gives teen sleuths like clues to solve mysteries. And we covered an arc of episodes on that show uh, about a monster named Gooey Gus. So if you know who Gooey <laughs> okay. Gus is, you know the terror. Uh, and then at the end of the month, we do we do have something Halloween-y planned. Yep. 
Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. You guys can stay up to date with me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a foe. You guys know the deal with all that. Uh, maybe even call Beetlejuice and t tell him. Uh, that would help us out a ton. Uh, but yeah. That, uh, that about wraps us up for this week here on the Whatnots Review Show. Thanks for checking this one out. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>